Welcome to Vibrant Body and Abundant Life with Tanya Penny. Listen in and learn how to use new mind, body, and spirit wisdom and supportive tools to move beyond your fears, self-doubts, and limiting beliefs. Tanya is devoted to helping you heal pain, illness, and trauma so you can enjoy a healthy body and balanced lifestyle. You deserve to fully live your passionate, purposeful life with abundance and freedom. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to Vibrant Body and Abundant Life, an inspiring, empowering series where some of the world's cutting edge mind, body, spirit, healers, coaches, and leaders are coming together to share with you their wisdom, their tools, so that you can move beyond your fears, self-doubts, those limiting beliefs that can hold you back, so that you can heal pain, illness, trauma, and anything else that is holding you back from having an abundant life. I am your host, Tanya Penny, Vibrant Body and Abundant Life Catalyst and Coach, and I'm here because I'm devoted to helping you have the healthy body, peaceful mind, balanced life, so that you can fully live your passionate, purposeful life with complete freedom. Ah, So today, you guys, I am very excited to share the wisdom of John Burgos with you. We are going to be diving into fully living your passions and purpose. Again, perfect for this month of January for the new year. So I started following John, gosh, probably two years ago. And I heard about his Beyond the Ordinary show. And I've been a fan and a follower ever since and feel really honored to have him on here today. So a little bit about John For those of you that are new to him, John is the founder and host of Beyond the Ordinary Show. He has committed his life to improving and enriching the lives of others, moved by the profound shamanic experiences that ignited his trust and his innate intuitive abilities. John has dedicated his passions to bringing this truth of inherent intuition to the masses, He soon emerged as a leader in the field and finds his truest excellence in working with esoteric and spiritual teachers. He believes that his work in conjunction with the luminous souls he works intimately with can be the catalyst for global change. John's greatest passion is celebrated by providing a platform, holding space, and expertly directing new thought patterns to assist in the growth, evolution, and empowerment in shaping a new, more soulfully connected generation. Wow, everyone. Welcome, John. I am so excited for you to be here today. Oh, I'm excited to be here with you also. The energy is just, it's, it's running, and I'm excited about what's coming through. John, my whole body is just like tingling right now with like the chills. <laughs> so crazy. <laughs> good stuff Started about an up, hour yeah. before we got on today. So, um, so yeah, so we are going to have so much fun. And before we dive in, I just want to let everybody know if you are on the phone, you can hit star two 
to ask us a question, to ask John a question. Um, we're going to be saving some time at the end of the call today for questions. And if you're on the webcast, you can submit your questions. I believe the box is on the bottom of the screen now. So um, with your first name, preferably, unless you're really shy, that's okay, too. You don't have to give your first name, but star two on the phone. Everyone's muted right now, so you're all good. And box below on the webcast. So, John, <laughs> we have a lot to talk about today. I feel it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, before, we, before we started officially, me and you were talking a little bit about 2017 and what it meant and uh, how it was for a lot of us and moving into 2018, how that's going to shift. Can you share your theory or perspective on that? I just loved it. Yeah, and it's it's really interesting for me because there's something – before we get into what we'll call the perspective of the theory, um, there's the sharing that it's, I have a lot of speakers on the show come on and they have this innate knowing and, and this understanding and they own it and they put their truth out into the world and it's their truth. And if it resonates for people, wonderful. And if it doesn't, then it's not part of their journey. And it's, I find that so illuminating and so freeing. Um, and it's why I admire so many of the speakers that are on the show. Um, and for some reason, when I had this insight last year, I, I shared it with a very few people very intimately, but it was my own awareness and I needed, I think I needed to see it, but now speaking about it publicly because all this information and these downloads, if you will, that we get, uh, these inspirations that seem to come out of nowhere, what do we do with that? And yes, sometimes it is for us, but I think we're also at a time where it's time that our voice is heard and our, our truth is shared with other people because other people may relax into that truth as well. It may give them permission to say, yeah, that's going on with me also instead of keeping it um, and hoarding it, if you will, because we're not sure who's going to receive it. So last year in January, it's uh, first week of January, it was right around this time I got the hits. Like, wow, the year in 2017 is really exciting. And there's a lot of great things coming up, but a lot of people are talking about the potential and the opening and the expansion. It's like, I was more like, hold on, guys, hold on to your hats. Um, it is going to be expansive, and there's going to be a lot of change, and it's going to be wonderful. But I really saw this as the year of Kali, 2017, and Kali the mm. Destroyer. And, and Kali's very loving, but she will remove obstacles that are in your way, and she can either do it with your assistance, and if you're not stepping up for it, she'll remove it quickly and fiercely. So that those obstacles aren't there. And a lot of people, when you talk about Kali energy, they get a little intimidated by it because they know change is coming swift. It may hurt. It's going to be, <laughs> it may not be easy. transformative. <laughs> it may not be easy. But, but with Kali also, is what, what people don't understand is in that love, it's like tearing the Band-Aid off instead of pulling it off slowly. It's like she's going to go in lovingly and just remove it and, What's happening in the energies, and it started really accelerating in 2017, is that those things are, are not in alignment with us, those obstacles, those things even that we hold at a cellular level within our body. Um, this Kali energy was saying, no more, we're done. And the lessons and the suffering um, and the confusion and the chaos from these energies that we were holding 10 years ago could have lasted years or months at the very least. And with yeah. the 2017 energy, it was quick. It was efficient. It's like she loved you so much. She was just going to tear it off and you're going to be done. So there was a lot of abrupt energy 
a lot of quick shifts that were happening, but it was all fast. And it was all done to prepare us for this year. Yes. And I noticed, one of the things I noticed is that for myself and with, you know, my clients or other people personally in my life, if they tried to hold on to the Band-Aid, <laughs> um, it, it wasn't, it was like easier if they just let it go and let it be, mm-hmm. right? If they let it being ripped off, but if they fought it, it really caused a lot of pain and a lot of suffering. And the pain and the suffering is a tool. And we try to avoid pain and suffering, but it's it's a message. It's a yeah. sign that's saying you're holding on to something. So as we feel the pain and suffering, we get to choose. So hold on a second. Do I want to keep in the pain and suffering? Do I have the opportunity to make a conscious decision that would alleviate this? And so that, again, that Kali energy made that pain so substantial that we actually had to surrender to it. It's just, there was just no going around it. Yes. Yes. And I I totally, like that whole thing where, you know, pain and suffering, I think in life is kind of inevitable, right? It's with with changing, with growing, with with being here on the planet right now and being the souls that chose this, this type of evolution, like it's inevitable. So even if you are, quote unquote, enlightened, you're going to have pain and suffering. Jill and I talked about this the other day as well. And, um, but yeah, we can choose, and I know you're going to talk about 2018, which I'm excited about next. We can choose how fast we want to move through it or if we want to stay stuck in it. And I love that piece. Yeah, absolutely. And, and going back to the pain and suffering also, when you start going through the layers of that suffering as you're going through different transitions, your perception around the pain and suffering can change because you start realizing that it's leading you somewhere out of love not out of lack. And when you start gaining that perspective and understanding and are willing to have relationship with that pain and suffering, you know it's with purpose and you don't perceive it in the same way and you embrace it in a way where it's organic and it, you really see how it's serving you in a bigger way. And again, when that happens, you surrender to it that much more quicker because you can feel the essence of what it's transmuting in your whole energetic system. Mm, I love that. So it's almost like it becomes your, if you can see it as your guide or even as your friend, then it has something to teach you and you can move forward with it and through it with a lot more ease. Right. And we don't have to think about it. We can just move through it. And again, part of the trap is that we start trying to get logical about it and the why and all these things. And that has its appropriate place. But if we get stuck there too much, the mind creates problems to solve it. Uh, yeah, the mind the mind likes to ask why. I don't know how. Like that's just like for us just to realize that is like just something the mind's always going to do. But it doesn't mean that we have to answer it, or we don't. Right. You know, we don't have to spend a lot of time on trying to find the answer. Sometimes the answers are going to come, right, sooner rather than later, right. and sometimes they're going to come later. But, um, yeah, absolutely. I love that you that you mentioned that about the mind because I think a lot of us can get caught up in the whys, right? Like why did oh, this yeah. happen or why is this happening? Or, And that that totally sucks your, your time and your energy for a lot of us um, if we allow it to. Huh. I've that so, a lot, yeah. <laughs> I've done it. I've done it before, too. Raise your hand, right? (laughs) We all do it. (laughs) We all do it. So, John, moving into 2018, 
What is your what is your take or your theory on 2018? <laughs> I have to, I have. Well, dying to know. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! 2018. I, I'm so giddy. It's for this year, um, because what's happened as that slate has been cleared in 2017 with Kali really going in destroying those things that were really walled to our progression spiritually um, and moving into our human potential. Um, it, it provided us a clean slate. And yeah, we've got other things that may be going on that are underlined, but they're subtle. They're not as strong. They weren't those deep-rooted things that were ke- really keeping us anchored in a paradigm that wasn't serving us anymore. And so as Kali cleared that slate, we have a clean slate in 2018 to make conscious choice. And 2018 is really the year of choice. And with this new perspective and the energy that is flowing through from that choice, we're being called upon to decide based on our, our adult perspective, our adult understanding. Our child and our teenager has been leading a lot of the way as we're growing up, as we've been healing old core wounds, family, lineage, things that we all go through. Um, and a lot of times we react from the child, from the teenager, we, we get into sadness, we get into not good enough, we get into rebellion, um, and it didn't serve. And with this, these limiting beliefs and these limiting structures really flipped on its side, we're on a new foundation where we get to make decisions from the adult perspective. And the adult gets to serve that child, gets to show up for that child. That adult gets to play with the teenager and with that child. And it's not that we're eliminating them, but as you so perfectly stated when we were talking earlier, Tanya, it's the teenager and the child are no longer running the show. And from that, the opportunities that are available to us, the type of relationships that we're looking for, career choices, really following our heart's desires and letting our hearts lead us into our soul's path, it's exciting. And from that space, It's not that you plan things out. It's a synchronicity shows up because your heart and your soul and your mind are acting as one and it's leading and it's attracting to it what's in resonance for it at the time. And it's so beautiful and it's so exciting. You know, I I love that, John. And I think there's two things that really stand out um, is that, and you didn't use the word victim, but a lot of us, you know, when we were children, I work with a lot of people that have past trauma and pretty much I believe everybody has some kind of a trauma in their, in their past and especially in their childhood. Right. Um, and many of us up until last year have still been playing in that area and working on healing that trauma and those fears that went along with it. Right. Um, and that kind of victim, that victim energy where we think we don't have choice. Right. But now you're, what you're saying is last year, and I really felt this for myself, we cleared a lot of that. A lot of us did that deeper work so that we could clear it. And now in 2018, here we are, right? And um, I think when we were talking earlier, I said, you know, it's, it's, yeah, we have the child, we have the teenager, but we're not letting them drive, right? We're not letting right. them drive anymore. Um, the adult has now stepped in, the wise, all-knowing, um, compassionate adult has stepped in to take care of those parts of ourselves, but they, but they're now in the back seat, 
if we want to put it that way, metaphorically. Absolutely. And what's really wonderful with this also is that the facilitation is taken on a different component. I don't feel that we need to go back into the trauma as deeply as we needed to before. It's it's not to say that we won't, but I don't think that it's as important as much. So with this year of choice and the energy that, again, that foundational structure that it's providing for us to really be empowered and step into that 5D perspective and even further, it is allowing us to just say, hold on a second. I realize that maybe I'm reacting from this from my seven-year-old or from my 16-year-old. I'm going to step up and see what happens when I actually become the adult. And if you haven't cleared those traumas, if you haven't worked on the deep-seated issues that are coming up, don't worry about it. Just be conscious enough to decide to stop, collect yourself for a second and go, wait, I'm going to make the decision from this adult perspective. And the adult does not have to be the father, the mother, the stern one and all that. The adult can be fun and playful and open-hearted and innocent also. And that's the invitation for the teenager and the child to merge and say yes instead of resist. But you also get to be the mother, the father, the grandmother, the grandmother, and you get to connect with your guides and with other people who are on a similar journey. And in that, the support that becomes available really engenders an empowerment that hasn't been there before because a lot of us have been doing this journey solo. We've been stuck in this spiritual closet, knowing that there's things available to us, but too afraid to seek it out, not knowing what it was going to look like, not knowing it was going to be accepted. And that's done now. It's time, it's time to break out and really just own your truth and just be aware that your truth can be one thing one second and two seconds later it can change, but it's yours and honor that and own it and, and really live from that perspective. And again, you'll be amazed at what's available and shows up for you. Yeah, I really, I, I'm seeing that for myself as well is that that whole isolation piece, a lot of us have been, and I think, you know, it served a purpose for a lot of us, right, to do that deep inner work. Um, we, we needed that alone time and, and maybe that space. But I do feel, too, like you said, John, that 2018 is really like, I don't know if you said coming out of the closet, but it's, it's like it's yeah. coming out. <laughs> it's coming out as being like it's it's reaching out for support, but it's also like shining and being who you are and putting yourself out there. And I think that's because we have, you know, worked on releasing some of those fears we were talking about earlier, those the not good enough and, and that kind of stuff and the fears that go with being seen um, that our child and our teenager often had because of past trauma. It's like, yay, we've got our, we've got our, um, I don't want to say armor, but we've had our shield where, yes, we're still, you know, we're still protected, I, w- I want to say, but we don't need to protect ourselves. Does that make sense? That makes a lot of sense. There's so much support available um, and community available, and you don't have to search it out. As you just start believing your own truth, you'll mm-hmm. gravitate towards it. It will find you. It's a, what's the Rumi quote? What, what, what you seek seeks you, and that's not the exact quote, mm-hmm. but it's, it's so true. And that has happened over and over and over in my life. 
And so I don't talk about theory. I talk about my own personal experiences and what's been coming up. And guys, when you surrender to this and you just, you just say enough, I'm not willing to live somebody else's truth to try to earn love or to try to make them feel better or to try to make myself fit in. Um, it's time that I own me and I just have to, I know that I'm never alone because I have me. And with that, it's good enough. And from there you start building. And, and again, the love that shows up, it's just, it's, uh, you guys are going to be overwhelmed as you step further and further into this. If you haven't already, and if you have, you know what I'm talking about and there's more available. Yeah, and if you haven't yet, you guys, you being here today, whether listening live or, or to the replay, it's no um, coincidence, right? It's a part of you that's saying, okay, I needed to hear this today, and yes, I, I'm saying yes to the universe, to our higher levels, whatever you call it, um, bring it on. <laughs> totally. And, and I'm ready, really bring it on. <laughs> yeah, Tanya, it's really interesting also because, again, it's from hosting the show Beyond the Ordinary, I've got some amazing psychics and channels and they bring in collective information and all this high level like energy and downloads that helps facilitate our own awareness and helps us carry that vibration so that we can have a more direct line to that vibration as well. But what I'm also finding is that there's so many people who already function from that place of knowing. It just doesn't come across with those titles. It doesn't come across with a stream of consciousness that comes from the Pleiades from the Sirius galaxy or, you know, from whatever, um, or from Jesus or, you know, St. Germain. It's just this innate knowing and understanding. And all we're here to do is to pop little reminders all over the place so that everybody can remember what they have forgotten. Because this isn't new, guys. This is something that is... You're already programmed with this. Your soul came in with this understanding, and you're just remembering. And so it's, again, with all these teachers that are coming up, it's and how they share and, and how beautiful it can be. Um, just know that your awareness, your information, what you share from your heart has profound implications when spoken from truth and when spoken to support yourself and others. Because the truth is, right, we're all masters. We just forgot that when we came in. Yeah. Part of the journey, that is part of the journey for a lot of us. Um, you know, we were talking about it the other day. It's, you know, that's, that's just what we chose to do. We chose to come in and forget. And part of the journey is remembering. <laughs> remembering yeah, that we're right. divine, remembering <laughs> that we're all masters. And we all have our own, our own skills and gifts and, um, this is the year if if you've been holding back from that like this is the year for you to for you to have uh, acknowledge those gifts and um to step forward right because we like you said we all have a unique piece we all have a unique piece of the puzzle <laughs> right and, and Tanya it stops becoming work it's no longer work it's play and we're in yeah. wonder it's it's like there's okay there's a big word that so many of us have forgotten as adults and it's part of our everyday life, and it's time to bring it back, and it's magic. There's John, you're so speaking my language. Magic, <laughs> right? And so, in that wonder, I mean, sit in that wonder, and like really, like through the child's eyes that you know lights up when they see fireworks, or 
plays of dolphins or whatever it happens to be and just that amazement. What would happen if we gave ourselves permission to feel that again, to be so amazed by things and to allow that magic back into our lives? You see the magic from three or four-year-olds all day long. They hold it. That's why we're so attracted. It, the ugliest three-year-old is the most beautiful person in the world. Um, right? <laughs> they're, yes, absolutely. So, they're lit up and they're so all like believing. Right? <laughs> I don't care what form that, that being is taking. The essence of that child streaming in that curiosity, um, it's, it's enticing. It's so... You, you cannot help but be drawn to that energy. And who says it's limited to children? Why does it I have to so be? so many of us. I know so many of us, John. It's so sad, and I'm so glad that you're bringing that up today because so many of us have, I don't want to say turned off the magic, but because it's always there, right? But maybe we've, we've dimmed it or we've covered it up for so many reasons. Right, for so many reasons. And some of us even have a belief because we're adults, right? We should grow up and stop believing in magic or, or that kind of stuff. And it's like, no, that is actually, that is actually part of living our passions and purpose. And being the divine being we're here to be is staying in that magic. Right. I mean, it shows up all day long. I had like four crazy, amazing synchronicities yesterday were a friend. Um, we're going on a trip together and her niece hands her a book of the place where we're going. It's like, we're, there's the big Egypt trip is like, okay, that's interesting. Um, <laughs> then something comes, then something comes up with, um, you know, she asked me to like pick a number or something. It was like, it, I was like intuiting exactly a number that she was picking up. It was like in the thousands. It was like, okay, that's weird. Uh, then I had another synchronicity show up with my daughter that just out of nowhere is like, okay, that's just weird. And how exciting, but it shows up. And if we just give it a little attention and just a little acknowledgement for what it is, it'll, it'll stop, start building relationship with you. It'll start getting more comfortable showing up with you because you're receptive to it. And in that receptivity, you open up to even more possibilities of that showing up. And that's the intimacy that we're looking for with others. That's, that's, that's the type of connection that we're all longing for. But that intimacy yeah. has to be, has to start with self-intimacy. When we get to know and understand and give ourselves permission to feel the spectrum of emotions, knowing that they don't have to be the essence of who we are, that they're only guideposts to lead us back to the real essence of the being that we are. It sets us free to release the mass that we carry in society and how we have to show up for other people and earn love. And then it opens us up to being authentically who we are. And then other people don't have to be confused about who they're showing up for. And that's when you build real intimacy with people. And that's when your tribe starts to show up in the way that feels really good and empowering and fills your heart in ways that it never could before. I think you just touched on something really important that I think is one of the biggest blocks to holding people back from living their passions and purpose is really that that trying to please others so that they can get that love and approval. And of course that started when we were children, right? And it's like, no, you guys, like if we can remember, remind ourselves every day now that 
we don't need to do that anymore. We can just be, like you're saying, John, being our authentic selves, being who we truly, truly are, following that, that play and that passion and um, our hearts. And then everybody who's meant to come into our lives and play with us will show up with ease, right? Like magically, like you're talking about. <laughs> well, and you may experience a little bit of that Kali energy as you do that, and that's okay. Because as you ah. decide to show up for who you really are, you have to realize that those relationships that you base that foundation on are going to shift because now you're showing people a different version of you and they get to decide if they want to play with that version or not. And that's okay. And you have to be okay with that. And and please give yourself that gift. Yeah. Because again, that old model isn't sustainable and that's what keeps you in pain and suffering. That's what stops the magic from showing up because you're, trying to create magic out of somebody else's thunder, not your own. Ooh, that's a good one, John. Say that one again. (laughs) Yeah, you're trying to create magic out of somebody else's thunder, out of their energy, out of their potential, not your own. That is a great quote. I'm I'm typing that one down. Trying to create (laughs) magic out of someone else's thunder, you said, right? (laughs) Right. (laughs) That's a good one, John. Yeah, of, of what somebody else wants. And, um, of course, we know that, that we've tried that, and that doesn't work anymore. It, does, it, just, it, it works not for a little work. bit. And yeah. it makes us feel yeah, good, and it makes us feel safe in community, and our parents did it. At least a lot of our parents in my generation, you know, they stayed together. That's how we learned it. Did the whole Yeah, we learned it, and they huddled together, and they did the safety thing, and you have to have family, and, and family is redefining itself. We're finding family. We're choosing family. We have our blood family. We get to choose how we show up for that. But we're also choosing a vibration that's congruent with us with another type of family that's showing up. And I think it's important for people to remember that. I know I've had a lot of clients in the past year who were really trying to hold on to um, being who their family wanted them to be and so they could be liked and loved by their family and you know, they're 40, 50 some years old and, and they've got illness and they've got all these life breakdowns. And it's like, you guys, it's happening because you're trying to hold on and, and be this person you're not, you're really not to make other people happy. And you've got to break out of that mold and that shell and be okay, right? Be okay with letting go of people if that's what needs to happen or not having as close of a relationship with them because of that. But like you said, John, then your new tribe or your new family, whatever words you like to use, is going to come in. You're never going to be alone, right? You're never going to be and, alone. You always have family. Yeah, and why do we have to judge that someone else may not show up? Where do we just let go of any preconceived notion <laughs> of how someone else will – maybe they'll show up in a bigger way. Maybe it'll be a smooth transition. Maybe they'll fall out for a little bit and come back in a way that expands what you had and puts a new timeline in place that's even bigger than what you could have imagined. It's like we are no longer in control because we are no longer controlling or trying to, not that we ever could. Um, But when we let go (laughs) and just allow our hearts to say, this is where I'm guided to go, um, then you give other people permission to do the same thing. And again, magic happens in that. And it's, it's, it's a ripple effect that is based on benevolence because you're acting out of love. You're acting out of self-love. 
You're acting out of love for someone else. You're releasing the old energy, the old cord, not because you're trying to slice them out of your life. They don't serve you anymore. But what you're doing is you're raising your vibration. I wish we were on video right now uh, to demonstrate, but you're raising your vibration to a different octave. And when you do that, you never have to close doors. The invitation for anybody to meet you at that octave is always there. You don't have to slay anybody. You don't have to shut people out. What you don't have to do is lower yourself back to that old model, to that old vibration that's going to cause you pain and suffering because from there, you're only empowering that energy. You're not facilitating a change into the vibration that you know is available. And when you hang up there, when you, if that's the place where you're residing, that higher vibration of energy, anything below that is inauthenticity. Synchronicity stops to show up. Mm-hmm. Suffering starts to happen. Health problems begin to occur. You start having money issues. All these things that we think are problems are really just showing us that we've fallen a little bit out of the octave and it's asking for a readjustment. It's showing us that we're not being our true, authentic self, right? That's really what it's showing us. Yeah. And it's also then an invitation when you stay up there, right? We think, well, we have to, sometimes we think, well, we have to get down so we can go meet these people again and, and, and bring them up with us. (laughs) <laughs> Whereas if we just stay up in that vibration, those who are willing and ready will take the invitation and join us. Absolutely. You know, my biggest lesson with that was with my children, with my two daughters. Um, and I started expanding and opening up. I wanted to share, but, you know, kids are, God, they're great lesson givers. Um, I got a lot of judgment and, and being made fun of very lightly, but still enough that my sensitive nature was like, oh, my God, you know, it's like maybe I should, like, hold back a little bit or not share as much. And there's a wisdom that comes with that new octave of energy. And so you know how to kind of dance in the field and the invitation with people. But really at the end of the day, it's you just have to be you. And in that, people will either resonate towards it or they won't. But there's an attraction factor. People want some of that. People get confused because things become really easy for you. Supposedly. Um, but and life's not supposed to be easy, like, John. <laughs> no, no, we're supposed to suffer and work hard and, and look at everything that I did. I did everything according to the rule book. And why am I in so much pain? Why does life suck? Why am I not living a life purpose? There's got to be more. Um, it's time to throw the rule book out. Amen to that. Yeah. <laughs> I, burnt, I burned mine years ago. <laughs> right. <laughs> So, John, a lot of people I know that are on the call probably know your history and and know about you, but I bet you there's a lot of people that don't. Could you just give us a little bit of a taste of how you moved into the work that you're doing today? Oh, gosh. Um, Long story short is um, I was working corporate for a long time, and I was was bored. I'd climb up the ladder, and I'd do things. I'd make a lot of money for the company that I was working for. Um, Hmm. All right, cool. And I was driven by a life of consumerism, really. I had the great house, amazing daughters, beautiful wife. We drove great cars. We took vacations. Um, But something was missing. And and I didn't know what it was. So it's like, you know what? I'll start my own business. And I started my own business. I'm making all this money for someone else. Let me do it for myself. 
very quickly it started taking off. Um, and it was doing well. And after a couple of years, I started getting that empty feeling again. Um, mm. like, there's got to be more to life. What is it? Um, so I reached out and, and hired what I thought was going to be a business consultant. And it turned out that we got deep into shamanic processes, deep forgiveness work, reformatting my belief systems of what I thought was possible and how I had to work to earn things and, and to survive in the world according to what I've been taught. Um, and the floodgates opened. Um, within two to three weeks, it's, I was having visions. I was having prophetic dreams that would come through three weeks later. I was taking notes on all this and sharing it with my ex-wife at the now, my wife at the time. Um, and she was just amazed. I started seeing energy. Um, it was just, I was ready. I was ready to be uncorked. Um, and it just flew open and I knew that I had to dive into this work and not only for myself, but I needed to share this with other people. In my community mm-hmm. that I grew up in, in my circle of friends, nobody talked about this stuff. Nobody was aware of the shamanic processes and, and reprogramming our belief system and, and stepping up in a new way. I, I didn't know what a chakra was 10 years ago. Um, a <laughs> chakra. I, I can't even pronounce it right now. Um, <laughs> right? And so, it's again, the floodgates open and... I felt a sense of purpose. I felt passion again in my life. Um, I was happy in a way that I don't ever remember being happy. I lit up. And so I made it a point. It's like, I've got to share this work with as many people as possible. And so I'm hearing you had like a spiritual awakening, right? You had an awakening. Oh, huge. Yeah, I think it was a spiritual shaken awakening <laughs> and you know nuclear bomb explosion go off. Um, it was crazy amazing, um, but I was ready to step into it, and it was it changed my life. Um, but not only did it change my life, it changed the life of my family and my relationship with my mother and father, which was very tumultuous because of the way that we grew up. Um, I thought I had a close relationship with my daughters, and I did. But it, it's taken me just being authentically who I am and giving them permission to do that also. And mm-hmm. they show up even more expanded every time I'm together with them. Um, again, the ripple effects, we think that we're doing it for us, and we are, and we have to. Yeah. But how that affects those around us, whether we see it or not, as long as we're not trying to affect them, All we can do is be an example for what's possible and invite them to that octave. It's beautiful to witness, and it's a gift that it's – if nothing else came into my life and and I had to live this life exactly how I'm living it now, I'm the richest man in the world. Wow, John. That's – you know, I knew a little piece of your story before, but that's – that's pretty that's pretty amazing. Um, you know, I know a lot of people listening are like, well, when am I going to have my awakening? And um, <laughs> Or maybe they did have their awakening and like, well, it wasn't quite like that. But I, I believe that all of us, you know, we wake up. We wake up whenever we're, when we're meant to. And um, we're meant, these things unfold as they're meant to. So I just, I want to put that out there because I don't want other people, I know a lot of people can compare themselves or, or judge themselves by what someone else experienced. 
and what they've experienced. I just want to put that out there to everyone because I used to have a really harsh (laughs) inner critic and like would compare myself a lot to others. So I just want to put that piece out there, you know. I love that you're sharing that because I see that comparison a lot. And for my eyes, I think other people are just so freaking amazing. And I see their magic and their potential and what they're bringing in and these profound things that come out of their mouths and they don't even know what they're saying. They don't understand the implications of how beautiful and expansive it is that they're sharing. And I witness it on a continuous basis. And you call it out, hopefully. (laughs) <laughs> I do. I do sometimes, but sometimes people just being themselves and how beautiful is that? And it's yeah. what of you just being you right now is exactly perfect. It's exactly being naturally who you be. are, right? Just, just it's, naturally. And it's a gift. And open up to what? You're open to yourself. All this other stuff, it's our individual expressions. And, okay, one person can see energy and one person can have a shamanic experience. Um, what about those people whose hearts are open and, and share that so beautifully with their family and their children? Or those people who are impassioned about the work that they do um, and, and they share that? Or those people who, are, who feel stuck and don't know what to do next, but you're actually creating a catalyst for change in that stuckness. We all get stuck. At different points, we think we're stuck, but that's an impetus for a big burst of growth that's supposed to happen. And when you do it for yourself, believe it or not, you're doing it for the collective and we need you. We all need to go through this. And when that happens, it provides an opportunity for all of us to step into the divinity that we're here to experience. And not judge the stuckness, which I think a lot of us do, which... I think that that judgment piece is so important um, to touch on because I think so many of us, something happens, like I'll just use an example, you know, when I was diagnosed um, with MS, you know, there was a part of me that blamed myself, that beat myself up for, you know, whatever, I must have done something wrong to, to, you know, for this to happen to me. And if I would have stayed in that place, I would have stayed sick. Right. If I would have kept in that judgment and beating myself up, which was actually one of the causes of it as well. But when you are able to look at whatever it is, whatever your challenge is, right, whether it's money or health or a relationship breakdown or career and say, okay, this is, you know, this is a little nudge for me. Um, There's something here I'm I'm to get out of this and, and to not judge it or beat yourself up for it. Right. Right. No, and, and I think you're touching on something very important. And, and again, and we repeat those things to ourselves that we judge. We're, we're setting the vibrational invitation for that to keep showing up because we're saying, hey, I want to have a relationship with you subconsciously. I want you to keep showing up because I'm giving you energy. And so that giving awareness. Giving you energy and running the belief, right? Whatever the belief is that's keeping you. Um, You're feeding it. Yeah. You're nurturing it. You've seeded it. You're, you're fertilizing it. You're putting it out there. You're, you're giving it your sunlight. Consciously. It's no longer subconscious. We hear that. Yeah. It's no longer subconscious. And again, this is the year of choice. Guys, you guys are aware now that this is happening, that it keeps perpetuating, 
What are you choosing? Be aware. And you don't have to have judgment, but bring into your awareness. Hold on a second. At some level, I am choosing this. How can I make a different decision that's going to take me into a different choice potential? Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, absolutely. I just want to ask. I, I can. I hear like I hear people saying, "But John, or but Tanya, or <laughs> but whoever. What if what if I have these fears? What if these fears are still here? What do I do with those? Like I, I'm conscious of it. I know they're here. I know they're not lurking in the subconscious or unconscious anymore. So what what do I do with these? Oh my God, fear. It's a. Why are we so afraid of fear? <laughs> I love fear. <laughs> no, but really, why are we so afraid Seriously. of being afraid? I don't know. Why do we want to push it away? Why do we not want to have a relationship with fear? Hmm. It's like, okay, you're afraid. Awesome. Pick up your little one. Energetically. I got you. I love you, and we're doing this together. Because fear typically pings that little one first. We're in an energy of choice, guys. When that fear comes up, go back to your three, your four, your six-year-old and pick her up, pick him up. We've got this. Let's feel this together. Let's go through this together and let's have a relationship with this thing that has been villainized. That's called fear. Because it's actually trying to love us into a different state of being. We don't have to be afraid. Right? It's asking for love and support, actually, this this part of us. And, again, it goes back to the child. Right, John? I think so many of these fears are, you know, they started in childhood. And God bless our parents, right? Like, they were doing the best they could, but they didn't know how to deal with our fear. So I think we learned to reject or push away our fears because we weren't taught what to do with them. So I love, I love that you're actually giving us a really practical Simple. It may not feel easy when you first do it, but I love that. It's like, okay, when your fear's there, let's let's turn to it. Let's not run away from it or try to, you know, deny it or push it away. Let's pick it up and love it. Yeah, and I actually want to give a different perspective of what our t- parents taught us and, and the cycle that we're in with this. Thank God. It's oh my God, it, guys have so much compassion and understanding for the timeline in which our parents grew up in. They really suffered. They were ingrained in that fear. And they were supposed to teach us that we were supposed to pick that up. Because it was up to us to create a new paradigm of what it means to be in that energy. And we wouldn't know the difference if we didn't get to experience it. So as far as I'm concerned, there were warriors that came in and said, we're going to own this. We're going to pass it on to you because you guys are going to carry the torch and do something different with it that's never been done before. And as we embrace that fear, as we have a relationship with it, as we come to understand that which has been so misunderstood, we are changing humanity. We are the ones making a difference on this new earth. And it's changing big time. But it's because of our parents. I love that perspective. Thank you so much for sharing that. I love that. I got the chills when you were saying it. It was almost like they agreed to come in and, and play their parts so that we could have that contrast. Right. And we can let go of the contrast. Yeah. We're releasing it from, from ourselves individually, but from the collective as well. 
you guys do not realize how important you being on this earth is to all of us. Every single one of you listening to this call, you do not understand. It's inconceivable to all of us what it is that we're doing here. But you're an integral part of it. You're helping us to shift it. No matter what you're carrying right now, just know that your truth can shift from one second to the next. And don't expect it to. Be okay with not knowing and just be okay with just being you and allow that to flow organically because that's all we truly can do. And we're being guided by these supportive energies that are coming in that are really here to lead us into the ease of that suffering, into the facilitation of the grace of life that's waiting for us. If it has, if it's not there already, or if you're glimpsing it and not living it in totality, I'm telling you, it's coming. It's here, and we get to choose to start experiencing it by the choices that we make from that adult perspective. And what's beautiful also, Tanya, and I'm going a little long here, I apologize, but what's also happening is I see it all the time on the show, and I'm finding speakers and teachers coming out of the woodworks with all these gifts. And that, to me, is just an indication of everybody who's ready to step into this. So those teachers from you are also a barometer for how many people are ready to step into that. So you don't have to do this alone. There's so much support, so much community, so many different ways of learning and remembering and teaching available that you're going to find something that's going to ping your field into that remembrance and to be able to carry it. And it's, it's again, we're being supported in so many different ways and, and this incredible loving universe is supporting us through the reflections of all of these different souls that are showing up in our lives to guide us into that new territory. I just, yeah, it's like, wow. Like if just being just even sitting here listening to this today, I can feel myself opening even more. And I felt pretty open (laughs) when we got on the phone today, like open and ready to receive support from my higher levels and, like really feeling that, like really feeling that support that's here. So I'm just putting that out to everyone, like just really being in this energy with us right now and feeling that openness. And everyone's going to feel it a little bit different um, in their bodies or, you know, wherever, however, wherever they feel it, because we're all, we're all so different. But wow, um, John, I just... I'm loving this conversation, and um, we're having some questions come in on the webcast and on the phone. Are you open to um, bringing some of that in, John? Absolutely. How fun. Awesome. Okay. Uh, let's see. Tiff says on the webcast, hi, John and Tanya. You guys touched on this, but I think 2018 is about stepping up our game. Yes, the universe will provide. Yes, when we are in the flow, things are easy. However, the trek up the mountain to get to the flow requires discipline and a consistent spiritual practice. I think 2018 is a time we need to encourage each other to actually walk our talk and not think that reading books and listening to calls replaces our need to um, persevere with our own drive and self-commitment. In other words, let's help each other reach higher. Thanks. I agree 100%. It's about us taking personal action. Again, it's about us making those adult decisions for ourselves. And, yeah, our programs are fantastic as community. 
but we've got to be empowered. We have to step into our sovereignty, um, and we don't know how. We don't have to know how to do that fully. We do it by mm. taking a step at a time. And uh, discipline practice is beautiful, and those tools are available, and they help you to maintain a vibration as you keep elevating up, and it's so wonderful. And we can also give ourselves a break and know that if we do that practice out of love and out of expansion, not out of a ritual that we have to, because we yeah, want to have to, we're, we're going back into, we go back into the old structure. We go back into, it's not enough. I'm doubting if I don't prove myself, then it's not going to be gifted to me. I'm not going to. Or I have to do it, right? I have to do it or I'm not going to, I'm not going to get where I want to go. Yeah. And it, yeah. you come to this place within your being that you just say, this is what I'm choosing to show up for. It feels good. It feels expansive. It's like the people that want to start their diet January 1st and they use, you know, the new year as the barometer to get something going, but they're not really caring, wanting to change energetically. And so they try to force themselves and they go through these programs and they lose 15 pounds by the middle of February, but then the energy just starts slumping a little bit and they get off track their heart and passion and awareness wasn't really in it. They weren't carrying the vibration of this is what I'm choosing to be. And there's, there's a sweet spot that we can tap into when we make a decision from our hearts and our soul that's also joined with the mind. When they act in this communion in that trinity, that's where the expansion really starts helping. So all of these other tools phone calls, these meditations, your books that you're reading, uh, they act as facilitators to holding a frequency of that practice that you've entered through, through this acknowledgement that you're ready to receive something more. Hmm. Does that make sense? It does. It does. And I, you know, one thing I want to add is that, um, Really looking at, you know, because it is the new year. So of course people are looking at their, their desires and their intentions and their goals and whatever, whatever you call it, right? And I think you touched on something important. It's like when we decide we want to do something, where is that really coming from? Is that coming from your heart? Is that coming from your soul? Or is it one of those, I call it ego desires, like I should do this or I have to do this or I'm supposed to do this because this is what everybody else wants. Right. So really, really asking yourself and, and being in that, what I'm hearing you say, that full alignment with what you truly, um, what your heart truly desires, what your soul truly desires versus maybe what other people think you should do. I think that's really important. Yeah. I love that. I love that perspective. And something else that comes up for me also is that when we do get into that practice, because it feels good to us, if you're not showing up, you can always stop and ask yourself, why am I not showing up for this now? Is it a self-sabotage thing that's happening because I'm growing and it scares me? Or is it because it's not really in alignment with me? And nobody can answer that except you. Yeah, I think and, that's, and so again, I, I love that. Yeah, and so it's our self-intimacy. Again, we have to get to that place where we're intimate with ourselves enough to be okay having these discussions with ourselves to feel deeply into the emotions that are coming up and to let those emotions dissolve so that we can get to the core 
of the truth that's really emanating from our essence. And nobody can answer that. We can, we can give you 10 different responses on how to deal with this, but it all falls upon you and the choices that you make. And again, there's a facilitation that has come through energetically in the last, well, forever, but this year it's really pronounced in that power of choice and, and making the choices from the wisdom, from the experience of your adult self coming in and saying, I'm taking over now. John, there's something else I feel that's coming in with what Tiff had to say um, that I want to add. And um, she talks about, you know, what I, what I think I'm hearing her say through her writing is that sometimes we can get caught up, right? We can get caught up in all of these practices and all of these, I got to read these books, I got to go to these workshops, I got to listen to these people. So it almost becomes a way that we hold ourselves back from actually taking what I call inspired action, right? Um, we can actually use these things to hold us back if we're not careful. Uh huh. I agree. I'm, glad, I'm so glad you brought that up. I was having a, a conversation with a very dear friend. She's an amazing psychic, um, and she's not doing private sessions anymore. Um, mm. She stopped doing private sessions. She's like, I'm, I, I can't be people's crutches. I can't. Mm. I, I, I think I know who you're to, talking about. <laughs> yeah. I refuse to be here for people when they just call me for every decision that they need to make. Um, yeah. And I agree with her. And there's also another side to that. Because what also happens when we reach out with people who will say have vision and they can feel into timelines and potentials, there's a, a time to step away from it and really act for more empowered knowing. There's also a time to reach out for community and facilitation when we're in this collective chaos and energy. And sometimes yeah. it's wonderful to tap into that vibration to get us back in resonance with the truth instead of the chaos and the confusion that's either collective or part of our past experience that we're trying to resolve for ourselves. And so it hones us back in. It centers us. It provides us a clear pathway for the information to come through. And from there, we can make empowered choices. So, again, it's a balanced thing. And we have resources available. Yeah. And you're right. We can get into having these resources be a crutch where we're making disempowered choices based on somebody else's projection of what should be. Yeah, I think it's, I, I absolutely agree. It's, it's finding that balance. And, it's you know, I know for me and a lot of the people that I work with, you know, I do want to empower them, and I want to get my own guidance. I want them teach them how to get their own guidance and to follow it. And sometimes I find that I need I need confirmation still, right, from other people. I need that support or that encouragement. So I think that's what you're talking about, right? Is is we yes, we have to tap into our own heart, our own guidance, our own wisdom, and sometimes we still need support to stay in that vibration or get confirmation and encouragement to move forward. I, I agree. And again, another important factor is there's collective chaos going on in the world right now. And we're immersed in it. And even trying to find our own truth, um, no matter if we watch the news or not, no matter if um, we're connected to reading the papers or find out what's on the world, the energy of that chaos is still affecting all of us. And it's, it's creating static 
for people as they are reaching for their own illumination of their own wisdom. And so to get into a community that puts you in coherence with the vibration of that foundational truth is extremely supportive because there's a lot of things that are being thrown at us to keep us in confusion. And so it's up to us to be in community and to assist one another to help us each gain our own awareness. And nothing that I say is gospel. None of it is truth. It's my truth. It's my experience. If any of it helps you guys, awesome. If it doesn't, then it's hopefully it's a, a decent conversation. But it's it's all about you just it's, – it's about us playing and open up a dialogue so that we can dance in each other's lives to get to the essence of what's coming up next in that divinity, again, that's available to us all, and that's becoming even more and more prevalent um, as we transition from that chaotic, chaotic frequency, as we, tr- as we transition from war and lack and misalignment into congruency and community and expansion of our essence. Hmm. I wanted to jokingly put out there, it sounded like you were saying, if you want the book of John, <laughs> you, can, you can read it, but you don't have to take. But if you don't like a part of it, you can rip out some of the pages. And it reminds me of a quote. Um, I love this. And if we all just live this, right, take what you like and leave the rest. Yeah, It's totally. like we're all here to share, right? Uh, you're saying what you, what you believe to be true for you today. I'm speaking my truth. Um, people are, you know, I'm going to take some questions and um, people on the webcast. And it's like if we all just, you know, showed up and spoke what our truth was, and we can all just take what we like and leave the rest. Like, I love that. And we can, <laughs> and we can play. We're playing. Yeah. This, is, this doesn't have to be so serious. Even though serious topics and conversations come up, in that seriousness, we're not going to resolve what our hearts are really looking for. We're not going to get to that peace and that grace. That's available, and it's in the play. It's in the opening. It's in the vulnerability that we really get to that pinnacle point that we're all striving for. Yeah, I think that is so important to remember. Even when things, even when the shit really hits the fan, right? It's like letting that, remembering to have some humor and of of loads of compassion, and that it is actually okay to be. It's safe to be vulnerable. It, it really is. Yeah. Right? Because we're not we're not those powerless children anymore. Um, we we are adults, and we can stand up for ourselves, and we can, you know, we can do do what is best for us. We don't have to be that powerless that victim. Um, we don't have to choose from that place anymore, right? We're right. powerful adults, powerful co-creators. Oh, yeah. John, and our children, would you like a, and our children, oh, and, and our children and teenagers are powerful also. They just forgot. They just forgot. Yeah. So we get to remind them. Well, and they weren't even allowed to be, like a lot of them weren't allowed to really be in their power growing up. And now we can give them that power back. We can give them their magic wand. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah. Back to the magic. (laughs) Um, Would you like to take a phone, a phone question, John? Yeah, I'd love to. Awesome. Let's see. How do I pick? Pick a number, John. One, one through twenty. <laughs> one through twenty. Let's go to eleven. Okay, cool. I'm it's going an 11 to year, unmute. By the way, right? it, it, um, it is an eleven year. I just yeah. unmuted Washington, um, Washington, Virginia, I believe. 
Hello. Hello. Hi. I hear your beautiful voice. Who's who's here today with us? Um, my name is Kara. Hello, Kara. Welcome. Hi, Kara. Thank you. I've been enjoying listening to both of you. Um, my journey is kind of from the inside out as a child and adult near-death experiencer and recovering from a traumatic brain injury. <clears throat> it's a very different way of, of trying to do life. And do you have a question about that? Okay, I thought I lost you. Um, <laughs> We're listening so intently. You, okay, if you have any suggestions or <clears throat> um, anything that comes to you regarding a way to um, interact with with people better. Um, yeah, I, I'm guided to go first of all to um, to your experience. And and I and I get energetically what happened with your injury. But what would happen if you didn't if you stopped if the time for your experience to shift in perspective? What do we don't call it traumatic, traumatic anymore? And shift the energy into I had this experience that changed my life and invited the positivity of that shift instead of the marriage that you've had with it on how traumatic it was. Because it's not traumatic anymore in today. I, I get that you may have symptoms that come up, but I truly believe that some of the symptoms are based on the energy of the choices that we're making with our words, our words are so powerful. They're mm. creators. They're master creators. I'm getting the chills. It's so mm. important that we look at some of the things where we say we were in victim mode, even though we don't call it that. My relationship ended because of this, and it was hard this, and I don't have any money, and I don't get along with my mother. It's like, where did we started shifting the story? like, wow, I'm not talking to my mom. I wonder why I need space. She's actually gifting me something that I probably needed. Um, I wonder what it is. Um, I had this traumatic experience, and it's, I had a near-death experience. I was like, how many people have an NDE? Why was I chosen for that, and how can I use that to serve me and serve others? Now, your question about being around other people, it's there's a sensitivity, this empathic ability that you have, and it's so disparate probably from the love that you touched on the other side that it's chaotic. It throws mm -hmm. you for a loop. It's like dizzying. It's like how can something be so off of what I know happens to be true? Yes. And so I'm, I think it's up to you to start saying, you know what? I was shown this for a reason. I was given this. And instead of me being a victim of other people's energy, it's time for me to lead and show people what's possible and what's truly here. And you don't have to have a big platform to do it. 
You don't have to speak on stage to write a book and be on TV. What if you just shared that at the grocery store? What if you start amplifying that with someone that you need to treat? If you're at the coffee shop, what if you bought the person's coffee behind you just as a gift with nothing expected in return? And you just shared that love that you know is available instead of buying into everybody else's bullshit that love isn't really here. <laughs> and so my invitation for you is to lead. You were gifted this vision and this experience. And you can do it in what you think are little ways, but you do not understand the implications of your little act of love, the ripple effects that that'll have on the world. It's so huge. Um, I, I want to share a story also. I had a very dear friend um, wrote a book. He got picked up by a major publisher. They gave him an advance. He wrote this amazing, beautiful book. And he threw it, and he'd call me. He's like, John, I don't know. I hope it does well. I hope it does good. I'm worried it's not sales aren't going through. It's like, you need to give it time. Let it grow. Let people come to it. But now that you wrote the book, it's none of your business where it goes. I you followed that. your soul's you followed your soul's guidance. You did what you were instructed to do. It's none of your business. It can impact one person who is on the edge and you don't know what that person's capable of. Or it can impact tens of millions of people. But stop judging it. Stop expecting it to show up for you in a certain way because you did it as an act of love and love does not create those type of entanglements. Put your love out there about the entanglements. Vibrate it out. And also, and also know when to do energetic cleaning on yourself, hygiene. Um, yeah. you know, take your warm showers, take Epsom salt baths. It's, it's a balance with your sensitivity also where you get to honor yourself, but do not withhold gifting of your love wherever you walk in. And if you let that lead, you'll find that these symptoms start to become strengths and that people start resonating towards you and that they want to be more and more around you, hear what you have to say. But we have to let go of those walls because those walls are creating chaos within you. And then you get to discern when it feels good to be out there in the public and when it doesn't. And in that, you're really functioning from a place of balance and honoring yourself but also honoring this gift that was given to you that I refuse to call the trauma anymore. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I, I think you gave me some very interesting insights, and I, I will say that um, ever since the, um, the accident, I have continued to paint and mm-hmm. um, share the artwork with some people, but I have to say for a long time, and even now, using words has been very difficult. So, the it's been a challenge to have the artwork speak for itself with people mm. um and my not using the words with it so well, i feel what like are the words go ahead. what are the words you just used use the word challenge hmm. and difficult yeah and what if your artwork isn't the expression that people are wanting to receive you're you're feeling that it's the artwork that's touching people. The artwork is only but one beautiful expression of the beautiful, amazing soul that you are. Stop putting yourself in a siphon, in a container. Open up the lid and allow the essence of all of you 
to be an expression of that. And if it's the artwork and people resonate towards it, awesome. If it's supporting you financially or that's what you wanted to do, then perhaps as you open more up to the essence and sharing more of you, that people will have the opportunity to vibrate towards it. And if they don't, I promise you, another expression of your creativity is going to open up that's going to show up to support you so that you can continue sharing your expression of your innate awareness of the love that's available because you touched it on the other side. And now you can show people what it's like because you've been there. I know that expression will show up. The invitation is just don't siphon it into one place. And when you start using words like difficult and challenge, try to reformulate a different word for it. Switch the perspective. And your child and your teenager think it's challenging because it's easy for them to let go and have someone else do it because that's what they were used to all their lives. Someone else will do it for me. It's too hard. I'll, you know, someone else will figure it out. Start being the adult. You're articulate. You're so intelligent. You carry this amazing awareness. Step it up. Challenge yourself. Wait, I just said that word. Oh, this sentence is coming out. Feel your words. Feel your sentences as you say them. And if they feel heavy or in lack, reframe them. Invent a new vocabulary. Pull out the thesaurus and find the antonym of the words that you were using and flip it around. Oof, thank, thank, thank you. you. Wow. Thank you, John. <laughs> I think the, the thing that you said that helped me the most is, is to allow another way for to, to show up, another way to share this to show up and to not be invested in just the, the art, for instance. Yeah. I see you, and as you guys are talking, I'm like, as, as you're talking, I'm seeing you like going out and speaking um, to other people that have had near-death experiences and um, even to people who don't because I, I, I haven't had one. Like, I'm interested in learning more about hearing about that and maybe even using your art, um, having classes for people that have gone through that to help whatever they um, – it's like whatever they experience, they can't get it out maybe with words like you're saying. And maybe right. it's like providing that, those classes for people that have had those experiences to allow – that to come out of them, whatever they experienced, is, is what I saw flashing. So I just wanted to add that in there. I love that. And I see working with children also with the arts as an expression mm -hmm. that really opens you. It's, a, it's, it's not as vulnerable for you, or actually it is, but it opens your heart. Um, yeah. and, and that allows you to get more into your softness, which is so beautiful. Um, and you're not sure of the expression how it's come out other than art. Look at this conversation that we're having. Your expression of sharing has opened up things within me, I know, that wasn't there before. So thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you Thank both. you for raising your hand. Thank you. Get out there. Get out there and shine your light, <laughs> sister. I just love you. Yeah. All righty. I'll, I'll, I will. Thank you. <laughs> All right. You better report back to us. <laughs> yeah. All righty. Totally. You do. <laughs> Bye-bye. Um, Bye. Thank you. Bye. Oh, that was wonderful. So what are you feeling, John? Are you feeling like one more question or are you feeling guided? Is there something else you feel really guided to share? I know there's been a lot of questions. I'm just looking at the webcast. Um, Let, that, let's take another in question. Essence, yeah, it, really there's like 
probably 10 people that have asked questions related to how do I find, how do I find my purpose? How do I discover what my purpose is? So let's, what is your take on that, John? It's what's your purpose today? I mean, it's, it's so funny, Tanya. I'm just, I'm so practical now when it comes to these things because it's the simple things, truly. It's the simple yeah. things. Esoteric wisdom is wonderful, but it's the simplicity in that wisdom that really is the catalyst for change. If it's confusing to the mind, it's confusing to the heart. If it's simple, it goes straight to the heart and then bypasses all these other judgments and belief systems. And so we have to get back to the simplicity. And there's so much profound information that's out there, and it creates this whirlwind of energy that opens up to expand. But my invitation for everyone is to let's get back into the simplicity of what's going on. You want to know your purpose is? Your purpose is to be freaking happy. Your purpose Amen. is to love yourself <laughs> so much and to have fun with yourself and to, and to get to know yourself so well in that intimacy. Your purpose is to be okay with blowing up and getting angry or loving someone else until your heart breaks and then loving someone else until that heart breaks and doing that over and over and over again. That's your purpose. You're here to discover you and all of these other things that show up as an expression of what we think our purpose is. It's us sharing what we've gone through so that other people can understand what's available to them. So when you step into that, you're not confused about your purpose. Your purpose is you being you and emanating that into the world. And if you're confused about it, go back and just find, where am I not showing up for myself? Where am I putting myself second? Where am I making something else a priority over something that I really want to do? And yeah, you have to pay your bills and support yourself and take care of your family. But at what cost? At what cost? And you have to, again, it's, we're stepping it up. We get to make empowered choices based on the adult version of us and just know when you're functioning from that foundation. And your foundation is love, that there's no wrong decisions. If your foundation were manipulation and control and all these other type of energies, then yeah, we should probably work a little bit on, um, on aligning, um, some of those misconstrued energies that are just confused. But when we get those energies out of confusion and alignment with love, then you're in a whole different timeline that opportunities show up. There is no wrong choice. It's just an experience that we've decided to go into. And as long as you stay in that love facilitation, the energy that's popping up, um, it's going to lead you further and further into your purpose. And that purpose is going to change on an ongoing basis. Love yourself and love others authentically. Let's take the mask off. Let's step out of the spiritual closet and just start being us. And if people are going to judge, that's great. They're judging for their own reasons. They're going to judge you either way. So you might as well be judged for being who you truly are. Yeah. That's liberation. <laughs> that's peace. And, and I don't think we're looking for purpose. I really think that we're looking for peace. 
I think we're looking for freedom. I think we're looking for love. And that sense of purpose is, again, yeah. us searching for a way to earn love. Earn it for yourself first. That might be one of the most profound explanations to finding your purpose that I've ever heard, John. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) No, seriously, like, thank you. Yeah, Yeah, it's like, woo, you let that flow through. Um, Mm. Wow. I mean, seriously, what what if everyone's purpose this year was to love themselves, to fully love themselves and get to know who they are and then share that with others? All parts, again, the anger, the rage, the shyness, the loneliness, the uh, abandonment part that we feel in ourselves. And the shame, the happiness, <laughs> right? The shame, right? The, the happiness, the joy that we that we put in the container because it didn't feel comfortable. Where do, that's our job. That is our purpose. Hmm. That's it. And I love how you said there's so many expressions, um, ways that it can come out, too. I do think that a lot of people are looking for that one thing, right, that most people tie it to career. And what what am I here to do? And it's like, what if you're just here to be you and whatever way that comes out? And it can grow and change, obviously, as you grow and change. It's, it's It'll show up. It'll show up. Yeah. There's no doubt. And you can be living that purpose at your current job or taking care Absolutely. of your kids or, or just, you know, taking care of a loved one or it's, that purpose, it's just an expression that emanates in lots of different ways. It's not that you're not doing it already. I say that where you are right now, you are on purpose. You are here at this point for a reason. What is more purposeful than that? I totally agree with that. I always tell people you, you can never not be living your purpose, right? Just like you can never not be on your path. Like it's, hello, <laughs> yeah. like you, you're doing it, you're doing it right today, right this moment. You being here listening to this is part of your purpose right now, and it's um, it's lighting something up within you so that you can go out and, who knows, do, do whatever your heart wants you to do next. <laughs> and, and the so, difficult part so, of that is that there's a big call for surrender and trust in that. Um, you I mean, you I grew, get on I two biggies there. Yeah, I grew up Catholic, it was faith. Yeah, me Surrender too. and trust, right? Yeah. And, and how do we, it's like, oh, I have to do what? And that's when you have to talk to your little self. You have to talk to your body um, and say, I'm here, and we're doing this. I'm steering the ship. Um, and allow yourself to be exactly where you are. And it's so beautiful. Again, it's, uh, I freaking love humans. <laughs> it's, it's, we're so cute it's God it's, I'm just in awe of people on a continuous basis um, and I get triggered and I judge and I do all those other things and, and I was like oh it's, I always get back to like wow that's kind of amazing and what's showing up and it's, it's all a reflection of stuff within ourselves so what a gift that these souls are showing up in my world to show me what's available. That's beautiful. And what and what I need to still love more of, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what parts of me I, I still I that still need more love. And I think you touched <laughs> on something so important to fully um being who we are and living our passions and purpose, and that is the letting go of control. Um mm. I I think many of us, I know for myself, that has been one of my biggest struggles and one of the biggest things 
I've needed to work on and practice in order to fully heal um, chronic illness was that letting go of control and being okay with the unknown and having that, that trust and that faith that I am supported and that things will work out, maybe not always the way I want them to, right. but, the way that they're me- but the way that they're meant to um, when I follow my heart, right? Letting go and letting God. Go and letting God. Ah, I got a few other comments coming in here, John, that I just want to share with you. Um, Susan says, hello to the beautiful souls you are. Wanted to sincerely thank you both for offering us this message. We all really needed to be here at this moment. It pulled me back to me on a day I was questioning what I was wanting to create. Blessing to you both for creating this at this time. Ah, so sweet. I love it. Yeah, awesome. And and Tiff came back. Tiff, who um, the first question we took today, she said, hey, Tanya, what John just said to the artist was exactly what I was trying to say. Accepting what is not easy and, quote, unquote, sucking it up to push through and that we can do that together in our growing global collective of love. Awesome. Mm. (laughs) I love love this community. It's so awesome. (laughs) So awesome. Um, Would you like to take one more phone um, question, John? Sure. All right. Um, I'll have you pick a number again between 1 and 20. Two. Here we are. Okay. And I just unmuted. Um, it says Orient New York, Sandra Chapin. Uh, Chapin, hey. Chapin. Hey, Sandra. Sandra how are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm awesome. I'm awesome. How are you all? Doing wonderful. Right. Thanks for being here. Good. Thank well, you. thank you for uh, inviting me. <laughs> um, my question is, I would like some clarity on the difference between free will and divine guidance. <laughs> That's a good I one. Love it. I, I love this question. <laughs> so so it's, I'll try not to go too long here, but my my first question is, what's your take on it? Oh, boy. Well, ideally, I I want my guides and teachers to tell me what to do. But I think I was listening to somebody on on your program, John, and they said that they're going to throw it back in your court. Hold on. Hold on a second. Hold on. Okay. I want want you to tell me what your awareness is about it. I want you you to give me clarity. (laughs) Oh, geez. I, I should probably decide what I want to do, but I don't know what I want to do. Okay. Yeah. Are you talking about uh, what you want to do in terms of work or career or like? Or, or sh- should I stay or should I go? <laughs> um, I mean, right and, now and at this point not- in my life, no, I, I can do pretty much what what I want to do, but I just don't know what I want to do. Mm. And so, do you think you're functioning from free will or divine will? Uh, (laughs) um, Maybe there's not a difference. Um, I I think I'm just... There is, okay. Yeah, I I think I'm just hanging hanging tight till somebody says, hey, do you want to and I'll say, oh, that sounds good. 
And that's where I believe you're functioning from free will. Mm-hmm. I truly believe that we get to a certain point um, in certain areas because we all have our spots that we're that, that perhaps need a little more refining and adjustment th- than others. And so from different places, we function from free will and other places we function from divine will. Whenever we're mm-hmm. making choices and waiting on decisions that are based on fear and doubt and not trusting and waiting for somebody else to empower outside of ourselves and getting in the case and the um, chaos of that, we're in free will. And that's the, our divine human experience. We get to choose to suffer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we get to choose to suffer. And I'm and going to say it one more time. We get to choose to suffer. <laughs> so we're in well, suffering. I choose not to suffer. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. So instead of asking for the sign to be shown to you from someone else, what happens when you come from an energy of allowing and it doesn't carry this burden of what's going to happen and it's confusing and all that. And what happens when you're in divine will, that's that aspect of magic that we talked about earlier in the call. That's when synchronicity starts showing up. That's when you say, I don't know why, but I know I have to wait and I'll trust the waiting um, and, and continue just being me during the process. And you can check in, but the checking in doesn't come with angst. It doesn't come with mm. scarcity. It doesn't come with the limitations of beliefs where we try to create structures out of control to make ourselves feel safe. Divine will, you're in the flow. Synchronicity mm. shows up. The magic starts appearing. And it takes a surrender into that trust. But what happens before we get into that surrender we really have to do some searching within ourselves. What beliefs am I still carrying that take me to a place where I think I won't be taken care of? Where do I have to be in survival mode? Where do I have to be in fear? Where do I have to try to control this so that one particular outcome that I really want is the only one that can show up? Hmm. Mm. Does that make sense? Uh, some. I, I'll listen to the replay and uh, <laughs> try to process so, it. Well, what I want you to do, and the reason that I asked you earlier to bring in your clarity to it, is that a good exercise for you to do. Do you meditate at all? And I, I used to be a Quite big a meditator, and I stopped. Okay, excellent. In the meditation... If you'll do any type of invocation, it doesn't matter what the words are. Just feel it. And, again, this is where I love getting out of structure because we can get into the feeling of what it is that we want to reverse engineer into our lives. What do I want this next stage to feel like? What happens if I get there? And it's so much bigger than what I could have controlled to create by myself and get into the gratitude for that showing up in your life and let it well you up in happiness and joy and surrender that it actually showed up for you. And you didn't have to be anything for it. You just had to just be you, not force it. And in that meditation, allow those emotions 
to flow through you. Don't get into emptiness and to come. I want you to get into the chaos of your emotions and feel what it is that you're bringing into your life and invite it into you from that vibrational level so that it can have a relationship with you because now it can ping your field. Mm-hmm. And there you're allowing divinity to show up as will, as your soul purpose, as your soul blueprint that you came in with to match you where you're saying free will was cool and thank you for giving me choice to suffer and make mistakes. But I'm going to surrender into the emotions that it is that I want to create because I know what's available. And my chaos and my suffering is because I know that love is there for me, but I don't know where to find it. And in that frenetic search of finding that love, that peace, that you're looking for, it creates more and more chaos. But when you surrender into it and allow it to show up to match you, then the flow starts occurring and divine will starts taking over and free will you will find will not be leading anymore because free will was based on you choosing to have karmic experiences that perhaps aren't necessary anymore. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Um, my, yeah, I love that, John. And my, my take on divine guidance and free will, I would say, you know, it's interesting. I At this point on my journey, I believe that we're always being guided and then we get to choose if we want to act on it or not, right? Um, if we want to choose, if we want to act on it or not. And I guess that's what you would call divine will. Like, I love that. Mm-hmm. I've never heard it put that way before, divine will. I love that. And, and Sandra, it's so interesting. As John's talking, it's like, did you say that you didn't know what you wanted? Well, I mean, I know I want to be happy and raise my vibratory level and, you know, that kind of thing. But it's, you know, shall I do it here or should I do it someplace else or does it matter? Yeah, it's interesting because I, I, I get this feeling of, like, there's a lot of right or wrong going on. Like, it's like doubt, right or wrong, like... And it's like, I just get to do, just pick something and do it. Like, just go for it, right? Whatever it is, just go for it. And then if that if that's not feeling right, if you're going for it, you can totally switch direction. Right. Oh, God, I get into that all the time. It's like, am I making the right choice? Wait, wait, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? <laughs> and, and then I just let go. It's like, oh, I'm doing that to myself again. It's like, okay, I'm going to choose one over this. And it's, But it's in alignment with my heart, and that's really where I where I go in. So if the confusion comes up and you're not sure, you can always give yourself time. And if time isn't an option because something is pressuring you from a different energetic world um, than the one that you're choosing to live in, then ask your heart. And you know what? A great exercise to do. Um, if you're not sure, and guys, this is like a, an advanced technique that someone taught me a long time ago, but I love it. It's, it's, it's so empowering. Go in front of the mirror Invite your four or five year old little girl in front of the mirror and ask her what she thinks. Mm-hmm. She will not lie to you. She will eliminate, <laughs> she will cut through all the BS. There's such truth in the innocence and the awareness and then feel that answer in your heart. Don't filter it. Ask her, mm-hmm. what do you think of this? What do you think? Should we stay here or should we move? Um, and see how her answer feels to you. But again, you can't filter. You can't go in and, and override with your judgment that maybe it's her, maybe it's ego or anything else. No. Mm. Listen to her. She has 
She is profound wisdom. But we've gotten away from listening to those parts of ourselves. She has something to share with you. And if you do that, again, it'll just get you into the place when you make a decision where your heart just it just relaxes. Your shoulders kind of let go. It's like, ah, and you can breathe a little bit deeper than you could before. And that's when you know you've made a decision that is really serving you. And if it makes you anxious or nervous, allow yourself to be nervous for a little bit. Well, and then go back. What makes me nervous is the last time I did mirror work, I ended up on the bathroom floor. <laughs> I had... You know, it's like, whoa, I just passed out. and So I guess do it see, seated, not standing here or And it can be a quick process. It, it can be a five-minute conversation. You don't have to get into yeah. hours or a long, drawn-out uh-huh. thing. And, and if you passed out, then the energy was coming in, have a relationship with the energy. Were, did you have to be hospitalized? Were you hurt in any way? Was there any issues that came up? No, I was like, heard this bang. I said, wow, what was that? And then I realized it was me. I was on the bathroom floor. But wow. Yeah. Well, do it that seated. profound. Definitely do it well, seated. Um, and yeah. there's energy that's wanting to move through you. So don't hold back that energy anymore and find different ways to allow that valve to be let loose so that the steam, that pressure that's been building up has a way to be released because it's trying to share something with you, but we're containing it to control it because yeah. we're scared that it's going to hurt us. Um, mm. So find that sweet spot for yourself in the organic flow um, and love yourself and show up for yourself in the process. All right. Well, thank you so much for the info. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for calling in. Okay. Bye. Bye. Ooh. Yeah, I was going to say, do it seated on the bed. <laughs> <laughs> totally, right? <laughs> and and do it more often, <laughs> right? And, and, and what you're saying is, like, a lot of us, I think, try to hold off, hold off, and then all of a sudden that guidance or that energy comes through, and then it blows us, you know, like Mount Vesuvius. And it's like, <laughs> um, if we learn and we take that time, I think, to show up every day, maybe it'll be less extreme. Right. Right? That, um, that that blast, that blast of insight um, that we're talking about. Wow, I think I'm going to go have to go back and listen to this, John. There were some pretty, pretty powerful things um, shared today. So, oh, it's fun. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Can we share about the LA event? I'm so excited about that. Yes, yes. I want to get to your gift and the LA event. So, whichever one you want to start with, John, go for it. Well, since I mentioned LA, it's, this is so I'm so excited about this, guys. For the last three years, I was guided to create, to do live events, to show up in person and invite speakers and create just this, this gathering place for all of us that really want to have these conversations. And it, it just wasn't falling. It's just, there was things that I was clearing in the field, the right partnerships, all that, but it, it like fell into place. And it feels so good and so expansive. So I and my co-host, Sarah Landon, um, are leading live one-day events every second Saturday of the month this year um, to gather in community. And we're going to have the first events happening next weekend, um, January 13th, and in the Go Hotel downtown Los Angeles. And anybody who's in this California region, um, show up to the event. It's going to be fantastic. Um, but if you're not 
in California. You've listened from other places, and we're also live streaming it. And so it's it's Sarah and I having these type of conversations and then bringing in Q&A. Um, this month, we also have the keynote speaker, Meg Benedict. She's like galactic energy, repatterning, Merkaba with it's just it's, with Metatron. It's just, oh, it's so amazing. It's going to be so much fun. Um, and it's going to be an experience. And again, we wanted to create this space and build community um, in person and share intimacy. And if you happen to be watching live stream, you get the in-person energy also. Um, and it's, again, it's allowing us to make these conversations the normal conversations, not the ones where we said, God, I wish I could have this conversation in my community, but there's no one that lives around me that there's aware of this or don't think I'm weird or whatever. It's, and it's time that we normalize this and invite other people into this truth that we all carry. If you're listening to this, it's time that we get I'm out of so the untruths. And I'm so excited that you that this this live um, this live community that you're starting that this year. I think for so many of us, we've been listening to virtual things for so long, and that's awesome. And now we're meant to come together in person, whether yeah. it's live stream or whether it's actually physically in person at the event. And I just am super super excited for these. Um, Great, great awakenings. I love the name. <laughs> yeah, the great awakenings. Uh, the future of conscious conversations is here now. Yeah. Oh, wow. I love it. So, you guys, you can find out more about John's event. If you're on the webcast, there is a button at the bottom of the screen that I believe says Great Awakenings. And if you're on the phone, you can go to uh, the simplest way to find it. The link for it is to go to tanyapenny.com. Um, on the top, you can click on podcast, and it'll take you to the page where the replay of this interview will be shortly, but the link for John's event is up there already, Great Awakenings, as well as, John, you have a free gift for us as well called Karmic Sun Meditation. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Oh, my God. That was that was crazy. That meditation came in. It actually came in through a download. I had to lie down to receive this. And, and I was meant to share it, but I had to hold on to it for a little bit as I was processing it. So this meditation will actually take you up through a timeline, through the central sun, where it dissolves your karma and it takes you back into being grounded in all of those past lifetimes and all of those things that we experienced. It actually, that central sun is the burning off the trauma, the victim mode, the, the pinnacle moments where we were hurt and injured. And we're just bringing back into our being our strengths from that lifetime. So it's not the strengths coordinated with these other things. It's the strengths of what you hold. It was a powerful, powerful meditation. I shared it on a course that I led um, on cosmic shamanism, and it was it, it just blew everybody out of the water. It was profound for me, um, and I just want to share that because there's an opportunity there to really embrace our gifts, and let go of the energies that, again, Kali so beautifully helped us to eliminate in 2017 um, mm. of the suffering. They don't serve us anymore. We get to embrace our strengths, and the stories don't matter. We've learned the lessons. We've done repeating it, and I truly believe that we're at a point that, that we're at the depth of karma in so many different ways, um, and we get to live from this new place of new creation and creating a world that none of us have ever experienced before. 
Wow, I'm glad you mentioned the karma thing. Um, I saw there were some questions related to that as well. And isn't, I mean, just briefly, your take, right? Karma, karma's over if we choose, right? Isn't it? It's such a big word. Um, I know. We're here, we're definitely going to experience things, and we've signed up yeah. to experience things. I think karma from the connotation of suffering and pain um, and the fear of it is done. Again, I think the misinterpretation of fear and if we do something, there's a repercussion that's going to come back to us as punishment. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's a reality for that anymore. It's, it's, yeah, I feel like that's. The, I feel like that's that's that. I feel like that's done for sure. The way that yeah. you said that, um, the, the right. way you know, like for doing something wrong, you know, karma's going to come back and bite you, or you're you're suffering from karma in past lifetimes. It's like no, I yeah. think maybe what you're just experiencing in this lifetime is something as a soul you chose to experience when you came in, right? It's not because you you know you did something in a past life and now you have to pay for it. Right. <laughs> have you seen anybody who's broken bones? Pardon? Have you ever known anybody who's broken a bone or broken something in their body? Yes. It's you think the universe that's so benevolent and so loving is going to break their bone because it wants to reimburse them something for the energy exchange of something that happened fifteen life fifteen lifetimes ago? <laughs> no, I don't believe that's that. not the universe and source that I know. <laughs> Oh, I love the way you put that, John. That's funny. <laughs> right? <laughs> right that's not the that. loving, benevolent universe that we know. Um, so why? <laughs> <Right>? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? Why? Okay. Karma, thank you very much, but it, we're, we're having a different relationship. <laughs> right, there you go Choose for everyone who asked about karma. <laughs> <laughs> Choose to have a different relationship with karma, yes. <laughs> oh, John, thank you so much. And um, you guys, again, you can find the Great Awakenings and also the Karmic Sun Meditation if you're on the webcast. Um, on the bottom of the screen, there's links and buttons. And there's also um, a button if you haven't yet received my free gift, the Vibrant Body and Abundant Life Starter Kit. And if you're on the phone or listening to the replay, um, you can go to on iTunes, Podbean. It's going to be all over. You can go to tanyapenny.com and just click on podcast and it'll take you to this amazing interview, John's event and free gifts and really all the experts um, that are going to be joining us in 2018 and even from 2017. So you can find it all there. And John, again, I just want to say thank you for being here today. My gosh, my mind feels a little blown right now. (laughs) Oh, this is so fun. Thank you so much for giving me this opportunity just to just to share and spew and again, it's this energy is just so, it's so inspiring to feel everybody on the call and just, it's, mm. again, I get to, I get to share truth and play with it and have these conversations. So thank you everybody for playing. Oh yeah. Thank you so much everybody for being here, whether you're, whether you're live or whether you're listening to the replay. Um, yeah. Just thank you so much. So um, with that, I'll go ahead and We'll wrap up today's amazing conversation. And the last thing I want to share is, um, I guess, just remember progress, not perfection, like self-acceptance and just accepting where you are in your path right now and in your journey and having that humor and compassion that John and I have been talking about, I think is so important 
um, just so important for our, our growth and our evolution and, and to not take it too seriously. John, any, part, any, any parting words? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, take your play seriously. That's the only thing you need to take seriously. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. Take your play seriously. That's going to be your quote, John. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> And for everybody whose uh, questions we didn't get to, I just want to say, um, you know, sorry, we have limited time, and, and thank you. And you can reach out to, to me or John. Um, you can go to beyondtheordinary.com or tanyapenny.com, and um, we both have contact links. And, um, yeah, I just look forward to, gosh, more of this amazing energy and see what unfolds in 2018, John, and everybody. It's exciting. Uh, thank you so much, Tanya. Thank you, everybody. All right. Bye, everyone. See you soon. Thanks for listening to Vibrant Body and Abundant Life with Tanya Penny. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend and be sure to leave us a favorable review at iTunes. And remember to visit TanyaPenny.com to receive all of your favorite free expert gifts, including Tanya's virtual workshop, The Vibrant Body and Abundant Life Blueprint.